The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. As a couple you folks fostered? Uh, yeah, that was, you know, approximately eight years ago. It was um, pretty interesting because we were so young and we met the boys for the first time. And it was it was a wonderful moment that we've just cherished and we've grown and kept doing it. And it's been really wonderful. Jamie, it takes a, a lot to decide to do this. But somehow, even though we're only meeting now, I think that this is something that has put your family so full of joy. Yes, um, that's very true. I'm just kind of laughing to myself because we've actually been foster parents for 10 years. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> yeah, I Come on, that's, that's every couple. Every couple's that we way. We will not ask Kevin for your anniversary date. We won't do that. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, I hear Kevin's sentiment, um, although it was a few years earlier. Certainly, it was just such a amazing time. We were very young and decided to become foster parents. Like I said, it's been almost 10 years now, and we have five children. Wow. Wow. It's incredible. And while rewarding, you said um, in our discussions last night that it was also eye-opening. Why? Well, you know, I grew up in a small town, and so did Kevin. And we weren't exposed to some of the systemic oppression and racism that Manitobans continually face. And when we became foster parents, our eyes were definitely opened wide. And we recognized the systems and the issues within the systems. And, you know, I just think a position like a foster parent, you can sort of choose two positions. You can be hard and cold and kind of have judgment and blame to individuals. Or you can be open and vulnerable and open yourself up to being, to feeling the pain of others' lived experiences like the children that we're raising. And that makes you want to work towards a resolution for all. Okay. So that's where this story begins. Fast forward to 2019. Kevin, what happened to you and then? Ultimately, as a result of that, did, what did you decide to do? Well, in 2019, it was very sudden. I uh, didn't feel very good, so Jamie told me I should go see the doctor, and I did. And then it was found that I had uh, cancer. I had testicular cancer, and within two to three weeks, I believe, I think two weeks of the diagnosis, I had had surgery. And the recovery was long and grueling because um, my body pretty much stopped producing testosterone and it took a long time to get medical testosterone to recover. And just in that time, it just changed my perspective a little bit that it was kind of a passion project to, to do this eventually. And just the idea that maybe I could have lost my life um, sped the process up. So we just started working to save and invest money to purchase places for um, other youth aging out of care or survivors of domestic violence to live. So as as your wife so eloquently put it, it, it showed you 
that life is short and we're glad to hear uh, that you're in recovery now. And so it sounds like you used some of this time to, um, to figure out how to get the money to buy a couple of condos. So ultimately, what did you do? Um, I've been investing in trading in the stock market, I think, since about 2010. And then just in the last four or five years, I started doing that a lot more. And I've just always been kind of budget-minded and and planning for retirement. <laughs> you know, when I was like 20, I was like, hey, I can't wait till I'm retired. And so... That's what I was doing, just investing and doing research and uh, making day trades and stuff. And it just worked out really good for us the last few years. So you have purchased, what is it, two condos to rent? Um, who are they yep. for? Are, are you guys still talking to me? Uh, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, so one is for youth aging out of care or they could be on um, an agreement with young adults, they call it, when they age out of, after the age of 18. And we just wanted to provide affordable housing for them because so often they move out on their own and, you know, they don't have a very large budget. So they end up being in a not great part of Winnipeg. Um, so we wanted to offer them like nice, safe and affordable housing. So that's the one condo unit. And then the second um, we wanted to offer to a survivor of domestic violence and her children mm. um, with the same idea that we know they're on a very limited, tight budget, and we wanted to give them, like, nice, safe, affordable housing in a good part of the city. So that's that's what both of them do. Jamie, this has all been done? It's up and running? That is correct. Um, we were able to do the walkthrough with the, the one, um, the mom, of the domestic violence unit on Monday. And honestly, we like this was a long time coming and it was a lot of work and, and, you know, just a lot of effort went into it, a lot of love and sweat and seeing her see the unit, um, you know, through tears, she told us that this is the nicest place that she's ever lived. So it it was just that moment. It was so worth it. Um, I often say to everybody that love wins and this is truly an example of that. So you two could have used this money. You could have bought these condos and you could have rented them out to university students or other young people who are making their way up. And and you could have become, you know, um, real estate magnets, if you will. But my understanding is you wanted to make sure that that these people could afford um, the rent on their on their EIA or social assistance, if you will. Jamie, for you, you said this is about breaking the chains of a vicious cycle. Yeah. So, I mean, part of our action plan for Kevin and I to make a difference in Manitoba, we both decided to go back to school. I'm almost finished my master's of social work. And through that, um, Kevin's also working on his bachelor of social work. And we were both able to be part of the research team at Resolve at the University of Manitoba. And they have amazing their director is Kendra Nixon, and they just have amazing um, research programs. And we were both on domestic violence research teams. And just hearing the numbers and the figures and just the bottom line is that these women need more support. They, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to come from the government. It doesn't have to be top down. It can be grassroots, community-based, 
love and support. And that's what these women need. And I am so happy to be a part of it. That means that these children will grow up not in foster care. They will be in a safe neighborhood. And that is precisely what breaking the chains will do. Well, Resolve does some incredible work, not just here in Manitoba, but right across the country. So, Kevin, what's next? Well, we, you know, getting these condos set up, we actually had a lot of donations from the community of Winnipeg and around that people donated furniture, etc. So um, now we're just looking to invest some more money and um, plus we did start a GoFundMe page just to maybe get a little bit more money to pay like the utilities and stuff on the condos. And then we could focus more on investing and, and possibly purchase another one and just keep growing and just keep doing the same business model over and over. Are you willing to, to share your knowledge with others? Would you like others who, who have a little extra money that say, you know, I could buy a condo. Um, what would they be getting into um, that you're willing to help them out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's how it all works. Exactly. Winnipeg is, I just love Manitoba. I love Winnipeg. And I just think there's so many people out there who maybe need a boost or, you know, need, need some encouragement and, and they'll get the ball rolling as well. Jamie and Kevin Fow, congratulations on what you have achieved. You are making a difference. Two condos now, 20 in the future, 200 down the road. Um, we're looking for more big things from the Fows. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Thank so you. much for having us. Hey, any day trading tips at all, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's more in-depth. Maybe I could get my own show on CJOB. <laughs> <laughs> the News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.